I had no idea that it was possible I can be grateful and tired at the same time. And I certainly didn't know that it was possible to feel or be faithful as a woman of God, to be faithful, but at the same time to experience sorrow and and be troubled in my spirit by things. Um, You know, I'm kind of weird in how I talk to God. Uh, I I found myself saying to him recently a number of times, uh, God, I'm so sorry that I'm tired. And I don't mean tired as though, you know, I'm not getting sleep at night, but you ever just been tired, you know, just it, it, it's, it's certainly been a tough year for many of us, um, especially with all the things going on. But sometimes there's long suffering that you can experience in your life and things that can be, you know, ongoing for so long that's unchanged and you're praying and you're faithful and all of this and that. But sometimes you just feel tired. And so today, before I started recording, I wasn't even sure what I would be recording today. And um, I went for lunch and I was sitting in my car and I found myself once again apologizing to God. I said, God, I'm just so sorry that I'm I'm tired. I feel I feel I felt almost guilty for um, wanting some things to change in my life that's just not changed in a long time. I felt almost guilty for. Um, you know, wishing this or wishing that because then it make it look like I'm not grateful. And so I just found myself sort of, I don't know, it was like a battle within myself talking to God. And and then I found myself again saying, God, I'm just so, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but here's the good news with this. God, God put in my spirit so strongly. Um, he reminded me of some of the heroes in the Bible. And he reminded me, that that's why he didn't make me as a robot in the first place. He knew that I would experience different emotions and go through different things in life. That's why he didn't make us as robots. Somehow, and I don't know how and when this happened with me, and I'm wondering if you've experienced the same thing, but somehow I think I've associated that gratefulness and faithfulness looks like happiness. I want to say that again. Somehow, in my thinking, and I don't know when this happened through the years um, of, of me studying my Bible and pumping people up with faith and you got to trust in God and, you know, God isn't, uh, you know, uh, my refuge and my strength. He's an ever-present help in times of trouble, you know, Psalm 46, you know. So almost any time somebody's feeling down or going through, I always have a scripture for them. I always have something to give them to encourage them. Like, whoa, 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 can't feel like that. Let me build you back up. Does that make sense? Let me, let, let, uh, whoa, we get that. That's not faithfulness. That's not gratitude. Let me build you back up. Throwing passages. And then today I feel like I really got checked in my own spirit. Because I thought, how did I get it so confused that because I'm tired and I've been having long suffering in some areas in my life. That that somehow means I'm not grateful or I'm, I'm being faithless because after all, you know, faith is sure what you hope for, certain what you don't see. You know, I, I mean, I could quote those passages. But part of me doing this podcast and again, I keep saying in my episodes, this is not entertainment. 
this is almost like to me, to be honest, like a video diary, to be quite honest, because I'm just looking into a camera. I don't even know who's listening. I don't know if anybody would be watching any of this other than the, the comments you guys send me sometimes. But I want to encourage those who have had long suffering. And I want to help you to heal as I'm healing right in this very moment. This is real time right in this very moment, that it's okay to be tired sometimes. It's okay to wish. It's okay to want something a little different in life. It's okay to be a little worn, um, you know, uh, by the storms. I personally think it's okay to be saddened sometimes. Um, So I started thinking through people in the Bible, some of our heroes, and, um, you know, again, I'm kind of weird like that. Whenever, no matter what it is that I'm going through, I always try to think through examples in the Bible. And I'm going to start with Jesus because that's actually the biggest example. I don't think many people realize Jesus did not go skipping to the cross. He wasn't, oh, it's time to go get crucified. Let me go do it. I am the son of God. No, 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 no. Open your Bible real quick if you can. And, and by the way, I guess I should do an introduction. My name is Z. Uh, you're listening to Unlocking Greatness podcast with Zenja Glass. Um, and the podcast is available on all platforms. Um, some of you may be watching on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you are, by the way. Um, but anyway, let me dive into this. I want to I go into something. So in Matthew um, chapter 26, this is really, really important because sometimes I think we have a fairy tale story of how this happened before Jesus went to the cross. So for those of you who may say to me, and I can just picture some of the comments coming in. um, No, if you're faithful, you can't be down. You can't be data. That's that shows a lack of faith. If if you if you're sorrowful, if you're troubled in your heart, um, that means that you're not faithful. You don't believe God's going to take care of you. You don't. mm -mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to get in any biblical debates because, again, I'm not a minister. I'm not a pastor. I'm nobody's deacon. None of that. I'm just a woman that loves God. And I soak in my Bible because I love it with all my heart. But let me just talk about this passage. Let's talk about what Jesus went through before he went to the cross. If you look at Matthew chapter 26 and get your own Bible and read it. I'm starting in verse 36 and I just want you to hear this. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Listen to that. Then he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, this is Jesus praying. If it is possible, may this cup be taken away from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray this so that you do not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed. Many of you may not be aware, at least I wasn't back in the day, that he had to go and pray again. My father, if it is possible, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time saying the same thing. So 
I just want to start with that passage that Jesus himself, the Bible teaches us that his soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So are you going to say that he was faithless? Are you going to say that he wasn't trusting in God? Or some would say, you know, he, he wasn't trusted in himself. He was going, he was feeling some things. And in fact, you guys know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all give different accounts. What I love about uh, John's um, um, uh, version is it says uh, in John chapter 22, verse, um, uh, I think it's 44. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Now, if that's not pressure, I don't know what is. You can throw whatever word you want to put on it. You can say stress. You can say whatever. Whatever word makes you feel good about it. But that does not mean that he was faithless. That doesn't mean he wasn't grateful. It's okay for us to hurt. God put in my heart so strongly, it's okay to be tired. It's been a rough year. (laughs) I've had some long suffering in some areas of my life. Some things I wish I can go into greater detail about, but out of respect to my family, I can't go into too much detail with one or two particular areas, but there's been long suffering. And I know I'm not by myself. I'm willing to bet people looking into this camera right now knows where I'm coming from. It's okay that you're tired. It's okay. You want this to be over. You want it to end. You're tired of praying about this same thing. It ain't changed, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. It's okay to be unsure. It's okay to, to, to be sorrowful, to be troubled. I think this is one of the first times in my life after all the years I've given my life over to Christ and I've been in intense in Bible study that I really get it that it is okay and that does not mean that I'm not being faithful or I'm not grateful. There's many, many other examples. Think about Job. Now, I know we talked about Job before in some of my previous episodes, but Job was a man that God considered as, and I made a note of this one um, because I thought it was just so good. I wanted to write it down and not forget it. But God considered him as, I think it said, upright and blameless. I'm sorry if you hear the pages rattling, if you're listening to the podcast on on your um, uh, on a different platform. But Job was considered upright and blameless. But yet, if you look in Job chapter three, when Job was really going through, Job even cursed the day he was born. He said, may the day of my of my birth perish, something to that effect. Job was going through, you know, read on in Job chapter 21. When 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 he started comparing himself to everybody else, basically, why the rich seem to be doing fine? Why everybody else seemed to be doing fine? Why is all this happened to me? I mean, Job was just unraveling. But God's got like, what, 42, 43 chapters or so in the Bible on him and credits him as a man is blameless and upright. So you think about that for a moment, especially for those people who probably are going to say, well, it's not true. You can't be faithless, uh, faithful and still be sad or feel be worried or stressed about something. We too blessed to be stressed. I used to say that mess. That's just not. mm -mm, No, at least not for me. No, 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 no. I'm human. I love God with all my heart. And I know that I'm a woman after God's own heart. This I know. This I know. But I also know that I hurt. And sometimes I get worried. 
Sometimes I'm troubled in my spirit. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just tired. Sometimes I'm just tired. I think about Elijah. Elijah is one of my big heroes. And you guys remember Elijah. Let me pull my Bible out. And is it first Kings or second Kings? Sometimes I get it mixed up a little bit because remember, I'm not a minister. I'm not a preacher, not a pastor. But anyway, uh, Elijah is one of my favorite because Elijah was so bad. Not Elisha with the S. I'm talking Elijah, the first one. You know, there was Elijah and then there's Elisha that came right after him. Elijah was such an amazing prophet. My goodness. This is the one that went before that king. And he basically just, uh, I guess they had a sacrifice or something up on the altar. And he basically said, let's both call on our gods. And whichever God burns up the sacrifice, brings the fire down, uh, that's who's God. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go through all the details. But if you look in Second Kings chapter like um, 18 and 19, it's just, to me, it's really kind of a funny story in some ways. Because um, he was going against Baal and um and uh, and I guess they were uh, all calling down on their gods and their gods did not come and burn up the fire. And they started slashing themselves and doing all that. And Elijah's just standing there just kind of mocking them like shout louder. Maybe your God's not hearing you, that kind of deal. Then when it came Elijah's turn, keep in mind, Elijah didn't have a military army, nothing. Right. Uh, he called God. He said even before. um I wouldn't plan on going this deep into this, but it's such a good story. It's just, I feel like a kid in a candy store. But anyway, before uh, God, you know, burnt up the sacrifice, the offering, the stones, everything. I mean, God just really showed up for Elijah. Elijah had them wet, um, pour water several times onto the altar, basically showing them not only is my guy going to come down and burn all this up, but I'm going to have it watered and soaked and drenched so you can see that it's almost impossible but watch what he do but anyway I'm giving you that premise because I want you to know how bad Elijah was Elijah was bad um that's the one that climbed up on I got uh the lady's son that was that had died and he called on God to bring the boy's life back and all this and that but Elijah was just bad but I'm going somewhere with this so follow me after Elijah did all that good stuff And turned around and um, slaughtered all of those prophets, um, I think, of Baal or whatever. He really, really, really did an amazing thing um, uh, that was against all odds. He turned around, it says literally, in verse, in chapter 19. So this is after Elijah slaughtered all the prophets, did all of that good stuff. Um, uh, In in chapter 19, (laughs) there's a lady named Jezebel. Um, who I guess was Ahab's uh, wife or something. She was so mad when she found out that he had killed all the prophets with the sword. She said to him, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I don't make your life like uh, that of one of them. Now listen to this. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. He came to a broom tree, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under a tree and fell asleep. I used to look at that passage like, are you kidding me? You, Elijah. Do you realize all the mess you just did? And because one person says to you, basically, by tomorrow, I'm going to have your head. You run. And then you say you've had enough you know so I look at that and 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 I'm not talking about Elijah and judgment because honestly he's just an amazing prophet in the Bible it just reminds me that oh my goodness we really are human I'm okay you're okay think about Peter 
I mean, I can just keep this going, but I don't want to keep this broadcast too long because I may lose the majority of you guys. But I can think through just about everybody in the Bible. We could talk about Naomi, Ruth, David, um, just about anybody you can think about. And I can and I think this isn't me bragging. I think I can show you areas where they faltered or had times of just like, oh, my goodness, I'm afraid I'm fearful. Even Abraham. I mean, we could talk about that. But anyway, I'm just on a few because I don't want to bore people, you know, for too long. Um but even Peter, Peter was uh, one of Jesus' closest friends, of course, one of the 12 disciples, but I dare say one of his close friends, even Peter, who walked with Jesus and knew him, denied knowing him three times. But yet he's the one that um, uh, 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 what is the Bible teaches us on this rock? Um, I will build my church. He's talking about Peter. So was Peter faithless. Was Peter not grateful? Was something, you know, wrong with him? Because he went through some times? I pray that something in your spirit jumps and that you remember, I think it's Psalms 34. You guys bear with me a second because this is just pouring out of me. I think it's Psalms 34. Is it Psalms 34 verse 18 that teaches us the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Let me look it up because I know if I give the wrong quote, you biblical scholars will be all on top of me, um, you know, saying all kind of things. So let me just go to it really quickly. I think it's Psalm 34. Okay, I'm right. So Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I really believe this is just me talking, just my little beliefs, what I believe about me. And I'm trying to, and, and, and with everything in me to inspire and encourage you. I really believe God already knows that we're going to falter and we're going to have our weak times and our moments. And that's why he's close to the brokenhearted. That's why he, he saves those who are crushed in spirit. I am a woman after God's own heart. You are a woman. You are a man after God's own heart. Even though right now you may be scared. Even though right now you may be tired, you may feel like giving up. You may feel like I've been praying about this for a long time, God, and it's not changed. You may be experiencing long suffering. You just may be tired, period. Could be the kids, could be work, could be relationship, spouse, whatever. Health issues, the economy, financial issues. Could be none of that. It could be just spiritual battle. Just, just, just sometimes you can just be tired. I'm speaking for me, just from fighting and being on the spiritual battle. And I know that God fights our battles for us. I know. I know that, you know, I can see the messages coming in. Well, Z, he fights our battle. I understand, but I still, I'm still out there on the battlefield. I'm still tired. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to post this message while I'm tired um, to encourage you all that it's okay to be tired, but you're still a faithful man and woman of God just as Job was, who's blameless and upright. Just as Peter was. Just as King David. 
just as so many others, just as Elijah. We're human. The important thing is we stay faithful to God and that we don't curse his name. So I'm going to stop talking right now because I don't really have a fancy ending other than I'm so grateful to God. And I asked him, I said, God, I mean, I really was feeling some things this afternoon. I said, please show me how you can use this pain, this discomfort I'm feeling right now and turn it into gold so that I can help others. If you've not watched my uh, uh, YouTube video or listened to my podcast that says, um, do not waste that golden pain, I just want to strongly encourage you to listen to it because I believe in everything that we go through, there's some gold that can come from it. So this message is a prime example. I am not entertaining you all. I'm being very honest about what I feel. I'm tired. I've been crying out to God. My Lord, my goodness, I'm just tired. But God somehow has harnessed this into gold so that I can give it to you. I love you all. I love you. I love you. Thank you for all of the encouraging messages I've been getting from you guys. It's really, really, really touched my heart. Um, my goodness, uh, I, I just I want you to know I read each and every last one of them, even though I can't respond to all of them. I read them all. But I really do love you guys. It's really in- inspired and encouraged me. And I thank you all. And I pray that this message has helped. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness podcast. Bye bye.